To begin 2022, Vancouver and the Lower Mainland were blessed. Yes, I said blessed by a series of winter storms that brought a large dump of snow to our region. I love snow. I love how bright it is. I love building snowmen. And I even love shoveling to a certain extent. I love shoveling when we get one of those typical lower mainland snowfalls when you can shovel your walk in about three or four minutes. But I remember growing up as a kid in Newfoundland where snow was a six month per year problem. And sometimes you'd have to go outside and shovel snow during the snowfall because if you didn't, you wouldn't be able to get the front door of your house open once all the snow had fallen. Those times, shoveling snow was not fun. I have very vivid memories of being outside with my shovel bundled up like an Egyptian mummy and wondering, is this little bit of shoveling I'm doing really making a difference? Have you ever felt like that? Like your efforts to solve a problem don't seem to be making a difference? Well, today is our Global Outreach Sunday, and it's a Sunday where we shine a light on the things Broadway Church is partnering with across the globe. Broadway Church's Global Outreach Program has a committee that helps steward the funds you give. We are entrusted with the task of wisely and faithfully deciding what the funds you give go towards. We also have three priorities in doing this. First is to partner with people who feel called to go. Our first and primary mandate is to empower people like Sheldon and Anna Armitage and Graham Bowers to live among the people they feel called to. Secondly, we help fund projects. This can be anything from giving towards the startup costs of an alpha at Simon Fraser University, or building a school in the village of Luongo, Zambia through our partnership with Villages of Hope. And thirdly, something we intend to get back to as soon as we are able, is to do short-term missions trips. Today, I want to point us towards scripture and I want to demonstrate how Broadway Church is doing its best to model the life of Jesus in the way it is serving and partnering. But the truth is, it could be very easy to feel the same way I did shoveling in a snowstorm when you look at the problems in our world. It would be very natural to feel like, what can one church do? What can one person do? And as human beings, we naturally identify with the person whose efforts aren't making a difference. At Broadway Church, we not only endeavor to lead people to Christ-centered living, but we are trying to help, feed, clothe, house, and educate people. But we think sometimes we can feed or clothe someone today, but what about tomorrow? Now I want to ask you a question and do your best to give me an honest answer. If giving someone what they need today doesn't necessarily lead them towards considering their eternity today, do you think we should still do it? Let me describe attention for you. The truth is that there's people, maybe some of you right now, that believe that our missions dollars should only go towards preaching the gospel cross-culturally, tent meetings, church plants, multi-night crusades in soccer stadiums, stuff like that. Now, some of you feel like anything other than that is not the good news of Jesus. And some people believe that what good is it to preach a sermon at someone if they can't feed themselves or their families? Some people believe that what does anything we say matter if we cannot show people that we care by meeting their very present practical needs? This might be one of those places where a, a Sunday school answer might serve us well. I wonder what Jesus would do in this situation. So let's get into it. This is the reason we do what we do here at Broadway Church. First, Jesus met practical needs. This is one of the things that Jesus did in his time on earth. He met practical needs. Like me not waiting to go out and shovel in a snowstorm, Jesus didn't wait until people followed him to meet their practical needs. 
helping people showed that his actions and his character were aligned with his message. He didn't just talk about love, he demonstrated it. He didn't just preach compassion, he showed it. In the Gospels, we see that Jesus healed the sick and fed the hungry. So if Jesus helped people with their practical needs, does that necessarily mean that we ought to do the same? Yes, of course it does. Jesus told his followers this, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. The message and the actions went together. The actions showed the truth of the message. And just as Jesus had given them so much purpose, belonging, meaning, and love, they were called to do the same for others. As I already mentioned, our primary calling is to empower people who feel called to go and minister cross-culturally. But we were also very engaged in meeting the practical needs of people across the world because our global partners are engaged in meeting people's practical needs. Their actions are showing the truth of their message. An example of this would be through the work of Matt and Amber Price in Thailand. The network of ministry they have in Thailand allows them to encourage and equip many pastors. And most of these pastors were hit very hard financially during the COVID pandemic. We as a church were able to send money to help supplement the salaries of these pastors. This is a practical help which reinforces our commitment and belief in the message of the good news of Jesus. But not only did Jesus meet practical needs, the early church met practical needs. Followers of Jesus right from the start took seriously what Jesus said to do. They met one another's needs. Look at this verse in Acts. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. If they heard about another church that had a need, they would take up a collection and they would send the money. The church has always led the way in helping those in need. In many places and times in history, the primary provider of charity or welfare was the church. Many of the world's leading charitable organizations, both internationally focused and domestically focused, were founded by Christ followers motivated by their faith. The Salvation Army, World Vision, YMCA, Samaritan's Purse, Compassion International. I could go on. They direct billions of dollars of resources to help those who are experiencing homelessness, poverty, war, lack of education, lack of clean drinking water, and many other difficulties. But Jesus didn't just help with physical needs like food. He also came to heal and restore people spiritually. We don't only meet needs because Jesus said so and Jesus did, although that would be reason enough. You know, some charities and even church ministries that were initially motivated by faith in Jesus to help others have found it difficult to keep the spiritual component central to their mission. Or sometimes Christ followers have been criticized for insisting on leading those they serve to also follow Jesus. So why is it important that what we do is not just humanitarian aid? Why is it important to not only feed people physically, but point them towards living water and daily bread? Well, it's because of this concept. Spiritual poverty and physical poverty are often linked. Now, when I make this statement, let me tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that if you find yourself in poverty, you need to just pray harder. What I'm not saying is that everyone who is financially poor just needs to accept Jesus as Savior and everything will be all right. Some of you that might be listening right now would take offense to this statement at first glance. So what I'm not saying is that if you're poor, you just need to get saved. What I am saying is this, we live in a world that's broken. 
Now, what do I mean by broken? Broken simply means anything that is not functioning the way it was designed. A broken world with broken people is ultimately a result of sin. Now, Juan and I received this very cool puzzle for Christmas. It's cool because it's a picture of many different cups of latte art on a table. And you guys all know that I'm a coffee guy, so I thought this was really cool. Now, it turned out to be a very difficult puzzle because each of those little cups ended up being pretty much its own little puzzle. But the most frustrating thing of all was that there was one piece missing from this puzzle. So for all the work we did assembling the 999 pieces we had, the puzzle was actually a thousand piece puzzle. So without that missing piece, the puzzle didn't work as it was designed. That's what I mean by broken. We live in a broken world. Romans 5 says this, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned, nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is the pattern of the one to come. All kinds of suffering, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual, it's because sin entered the world. We see this story right at the beginning of the Bible, right at the beginning of time that illustrates this. In the book of Genesis, when Adam, the first created being, sinned in the garden, there were consequences. It was the beginning of the story of brokenness in a world we live in. Not only do we live in a world that's broken, we live with systems that are broken. Spiritual poverty leads to broken systems created by broken people. Economies, governments, corporations. There are aspects of the way our world works that perpetuate poverty. And it's because they're run by people. And all people make mistakes. People sin. People are greedy. People are corrupt, inefficient, selfish. We are flawed people who live in a flawed world. Romans 3 says this, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They've all together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Until we arrive in heaven, these systemic issues will not be solved. It's why Jesus could say in Mark 14, the poor you will always have among you. Even the Old Testament taught the people of ancient Israel, there will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed towards your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in the land. So not only do we live in a world that's broken, with systems that are broken, but we are individuals who are broken. As a result of the brokenness of the world in general, or as a result of someone else's sin, or as a result of our own sin. And broken hearts often lead to broken lives. A lack of purpose, mental illness, addiction, victims of abuse, unhealed hurts, the list could go on and on. I've seen that in many cases of extreme poverty, both here in North America and across the world, there's a story of extreme hurt or extreme dysfunction in the childhood or family of origin of the individual. So what's the answer to all this brokenness? Is this world hopelessly broken and we're just a single shovel trying to move snow in a snowstorm? Well, I believe the message of Jesus can change people physically and spiritually. Why do we ultimately link people back to introducing them to Jesus? Well, one of the core values here at Broadway Church is Christ-centeredness. Everything we do must move people closer to the image of Jesus Christ. This means the core content and character of every ministry must be biblically based. Why do we ultimately link back people to introducing them to Jesus? Because the good news of Jesus helps people. It transforms lives. We believe that every person was created to experience and express 
the purest love imaginable. So if we are to live in accordance to the core values we say we have, it's impossible to leave Jesus out of the picture. Now, Broadway Church, you understand that. At the end of 2021, we asked you as a church to give to the Timothy Fund, which is an initiative from the PAOC to sponsor church planters across the world. And our specific funds would go to the countries of Cuba, Nepal, Thailand, and India. Our Global Outreach Committee said that out of the generous financial support our church has already given, we will sponsor 10 church planters. But we encouraged you as a congregation to help us sponsor 10 more. Well, you guys didn't disappoint. You came to the table to sponsor an additional 15 church planters for a total of 25 church planters sponsored from Broadway Church. So now maybe you're saying, well, you've done a good job arguing your point, Paul. If the root problem is spiritual, why not only support ministries that are preaching the gospel? Why do anything to meet practical needs at all? Well, at Broadway Church, we also have a core value of relevance. We strive to understand and creatively speak to our times. And this means that we will intentionally engage our world so that we might positively affect our world. And that's why we believe in stewarding the global outreach dollars to address both physical and spiritual needs. I know I've said this already, but it does bear repeating. When we help others, it makes us recognizable as Christ followers. It makes us relevant. Loving people in practical ways shows that God's love is real and that his spirit truly lives in us. It makes us recognizable as authentic followers of Jesus. Faith without actions is dead. So as a result, we believe that when we help meet practical needs, we demonstrate the truth of Jesus' message. Some people who are unfamiliar with Christ or exploring Christ are only vaguely aware that Jesus is about loving and helping people. James chapter 2 says it this way, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister without clothes and daily food, if one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now, Broadway Church, we also believe that caring for people's spiritual and practical needs builds relationships and opens doors. Let's look into the life of Jesus to illustrate this. In Luke 17, Jesus tells the story of the 10 lepers. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Now, not everyone is going to respond to practical help, but some will. The relationships of a loving community are essential for people to prosper. Now, let me tell you just the coolest story from a global worker we have supported here in 2021. And I heard this story just this week. We're going to call her Lisa to protect her identity because she works in a Middle Eastern country, but works with people who are Christ followers from a neighboring nation that is very hostile towards the gospel. Now, because she is a citizen by birth of this hostile nation, she can travel freely between the two countries without the need of a visa. She organizes retreats in this Middle Eastern nation of Christians from this hostile country. Lisa says that every time she organizes these retreats, that there are Christians that come who have never, ever worshipped God together with another person. Now, I want you to think back to July 2021. That was when we were allowed to meet again as a church after being online for 16 months. 
I remember my own heart being overcome with emotion because we could worship together. And that's a story I've heard several times from other people as well. Now, think of these Christians from this hostile country who have never ever worshiped together with another Christian. Think of how they would feel meeting together with other Christians and worshiping Jesus. As followers of Jesus, we become carriers of the message of Jesus. Now, I know it's an overused cliche, but it's often true. The life of the Christ follower becomes the first Bible that people read. They understand who Jesus is because of who he is in your life. This is why our mission to partner with global workers is so important. The constant witness of people who give up their comfortable North American life to live cross-culturally, to show the truth of Jesus in their life is literally life-changing for people. An example of this is Karen Henriksen, who's a Christian medical worker in Angola, and she has incredible opportunities to care for people's physical well-being, but because she's there, she's also an example of a Christ-centered, faith-filled life. She can check your heart with her stethoscope, but she can also sit and have a conversation with someone to ask them, how's your heart? The combination of showing love in practical ways and sharing about Jesus is powerful. When we help only with what someone needs now, we lose an opportunity to change a life forever. When we preach to people about a Jesus of love who can change their life, but we don't show them we care, we also lose an opportunity to make a difference. And when someone who is hurt, wounded, and scarred by life, who's struggling, meets the real deal, someone who truly cares about what they need, when that person shares the good news of Jesus, it rings true. They recognize it because they see it in you. And if he's changed your life, maybe he can change theirs too. Now, as I read this next verse, I want you to realize if you are a follower of Jesus, these words are for you as you are listening to this. Luke chapter four, the spirit of the Lord is on me. It's on you because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Maybe you're listening and what I'm talking to you about is foreign because you've never made a decision to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity to make that decision at the end of this message. Because when you begin a relationship with Jesus, you're purposing in your heart to become a follower of Jesus. And being a follower of Jesus means you can help bring healing, hope to people, and even if their struggles are a result of their own poor choices and not the sin of others. Being a follower of Jesus gives you an identity as a child of the King. You're more than a conqueror. You're made in the image of God. You are one who is loved. 2021 was a great year for Broadway Church Global Outreach. Through your generous support, we were able to partner with many organizations across the world, many co-workers across the world. People were clothed, fed, nourished, educated, inspired, transformed, and some were actually kept alive by the projects you gave towards. Here's a recap of what your 2021 Broadway Church Global Outreach giving produced across the globe. Thanks for not waiting, Broadway Church. Thanks for not waiting until COVID was over to give to our global outreach ministry. Let me give you an idea of what your global outreach dollars went toward in the past 12 months. We gave funds toward an alpha program for students at Simon Fraser University. We continued to facilitate a partnership with a vulnerable young adult with her post-secondary schooling in Honduras through the Ruth Frith Memorial Scholarship. 
we facilitated a new partnership with a young Ugandan student taking her counseling degree to help equip her in youth ministry. We gave toward fire and flood relief in the BC interior. We helped support trauma workers that work with victims of gender-based violence in the African country of Malawi. We gave a gift toward the drought and famine relief in Angola. We helped fund a small expansion to the school we helped build last year in Luango, Zambia, as well as purchasing a Bible for every student. We also gave toward buying Bibles for migrant workers in the Middle East. We sponsored the training of pastors in India, Cuba, Thailand, and Nepal. Through our partnership with Erdo, we gave toward a food crisis in a restricted access nation, a gift that was matched four to one by the Canadian government. We gave toward a ministry helping Afghan refugees in neighboring countries. We gave toward feeding programs in Myanmar and in India, we gave toward supplying ventilators to hospitals during the fourth wave of COVID, a gift that literally kept people alive. And we also continued our top priority of helping fund our global partnerships with people in Brazil, Slovakia, Zambia, Angola, Malawi, Hong Kong, Thailand, Myanmar, BCIT, and Commercial Drive. And we engaged three new global workers, Brian and KJ Appelt, who lead the Bible Effect, an internationally focused ministry which helps translate the Bible into short viral video teachings that can be shared from your mobile device. Craig Palmer, who is working on cutting-edge Bible translation software through Wycliffe Bible Translators, and Jeremy and Mary Jen Palatow, who will be leading a new YWAM base in the Philippines. You, Broadway Church, truly made the best of this year. You helped to turn obstacles into opportunities. At the beginning of this message, I told you a story about shoveling snow when I was a kid. It was important that I go out to shovel in the middle of the snowstorm because if I waited until it was over, there just might be so much snow that I wouldn't be able to open my front door. And that brings me to our big idea today. To answer the question I posed off the top of this message, why do we do what we do? It's this, love doesn't wait. Broadway Church, I'm so thankful that you didn't wait. I'm thankful you didn't wait until COVID was over to make an impact in your community. You've been faithfully supporting City Reach Care Society with your prayers and dollars and volunteer hours, and you didn't wait when it comes to our global outreach projects and support. You continued to make a difference. Part of what I wanted to do today is celebrate what God has done through your giving this year. But if that's all we do, then I think we miss something. As we celebrate, I'm hoping to inspire you to participate. Remember, just like me shoveling snow in a snowstorm, the longer you wait to participate, the harder it will be, get, will be to get going. Give. Give today. Give to missions. You are helping lives to be changed across the world. Thank you for continuing to be faithful to support people who need it. People are physically alive. People are spiritually free. People have been fed, clothed, and educated because you didn't wait. Well done. Let's pray. God, in this moment, we want to respond to your word on our heart. If you're listening to this message today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, this moment right now could change the rest of your life because it's the beginning of a life that's pointed in the right direction. 
If you want to begin following the teachings of Jesus, just pray this prayer after me. It's not important that the person next to you hears it. It's important that God hears it and knows that you mean business when you're saying it. Just repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm far from you and I want to be close. I need you to forgive my sin. Please forgive me for the sin I've done. Give me the courage to live a life that pleases you. Help me to remember to tell someone about the decision I've made today before my head hits the pillow. In Jesus' name. And today, maybe God has inspired you to participate, not just spectate. Maybe God's inspired you to give. Maybe God has just stirred your heart about the hope of Jesus and how it's the thing that changes everything in this world. Just pray this prayer with me. God, today we want to be part of what you're doing in this world. Thank you for what City Reach Care Society is doing in our city. God, maybe that be a picture of how we can affect our entire world, where we can be generous, where we can be uh, sacrificial, where we can give and serve to see the, our entire world, not just our city, but our entire world. Come to know Jesus. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. God bless you.